This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Monday, March 14. Our first means test of the season with David King ahead of round one. It's a cracking fixture. They've done an amazing job to get the, the year off to a flyer. Um, it is, it, it is. look, it's, it's incredibly difficult to argue that round 23 is important as round one or round two because after eight rounds, we know that the top eight pretty much is settled. Um, after after eight weeks, that if you're outside of the eight, there's probably only one maximum two changes, and it's not going to come. You know, one through five is generally pretty set, and you know, everyone will come back at me and say, "Well, Carlton were eight and three. I, I get that. There's one. There's they come from a long way back, and there was a first year under Michael Voss. There was still a few things going on. They were bludgeoning teams last year. So, I think. I think pressure builds so quickly these days. E- externally, you know, we, we build the pressure. I mean, you wouldn't want to be Port Adelaide starting zero two. You, you just wouldn't want to be. And then, what what that does in terms of the group losing faith in the direction and the absolute buy in, it, it drops from once it drops from one hundred percent to something else, you are gone. So, I, I'm a massive believer in getting off to a great start. And Kingy is on the lookout for fake footy. And I think that there's, we've got teams that play fake footy that that, that gives you a false read on all of your numbers. So if you, if you chip the ball around and, and, and defend with time and possession and uncontested marks, you'll have a, you'll have a better looking score against column. The, the opposition might average 75 points against you, but really, it, does, it, does it take you anywhere? So last year, St Kilda averaged 103 marks, the Giants 99, West Coast 98, Essendon 98, but, but it took them nowhere. And it, 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 gave, it gave their back six a chance to sort of set up and uh, all those sorts of things and, and play for territory. But when finals come around, it's generally 50-50 time um, in possession, teams that are going to move the ball with aggression, and your back six actually have to stand up. They don't get that same protection. So what you set up, for the home and away season. And Richmond did this back in 2016. And they said, we've got to go away from that. And they radically changed the way they played because they were playing fake footy. And Damien Harbick had the courage to say, we're just going to take some risks now. We're going to go. Robert Craddock is a dodgy deck man with good reason. I do uh, reinforce what we have been saying in that where's Chris Broad, the match referee, after the last test in indoor within hours of it he broke tradition by condemning the deck and you know saying what a you know shameful uh you know uh, biased deck it was towards spin bowlers and yet it was a, an absolutely compelling absorbing test match and people watching in offices in both countries australia chased down 70 this time this borathon i mean these are the decks that kill cricket they they really truly are as you said this test literally could have gone for 8 days and th- that's what test cricket has to be aware of we, we we have our fun with dodgy decks don't we we yep. play them up and we you know put a bit of theater and drama about it but but the message is clear dodgy decks do not kill test cricket flat decks do end of story andrew dillon explained the afl's strategic position relating to concussion 
what we are looking to do is uh, continue to um, keep the fabric of the game, but we, as we've got a record of over over 20 plus years of multiple changes that we've made to the laws of the game and our tribunal and MRO system to make the game safer for our players at the elite level, men and women, but also at community football. Um, and that's really important to us. The health and safety of our participants is our number one. Um, and what we've been looking to do, as long as, as along with the rule changes, is a number of initiatives that we've done over the last, you know, for in the play, in particular, uh, over the last couple of seasons, um, the mandatory minimum recovery of a minimum of 12 days, um, even bringing in the medical substitute, which is now a substitute, um, has you know helps the doctors on match day. Um, we looked into the McCrory issue and had an independent report, which was um, commissioned and released last year. We've participated in the International Consensus Conference on Concussion in Sports, so we are learning all the time. Um, but we unashamedly say in our strategic plan we want to be global leaders in relation to concussion and concussion management. And Gareth Hall with the latest on fallen jockeys Jamie Carr and Craig Williams. Watching the Channel 7 coverage that I thought was very good there on Saturday and all the different emotions that racing can provide in a, in a couple of hours, the excitement of the anticipation before a new market handicap, and then that fall and that nervous energy and the anxiety that runs through your body as you wait for an update on these fallen jockeys. And Jamie Carr was heavily concussed and she was taken to hospital. And Craig Williams, we all know, knew that he had broken his collarbone and um, a few ribs and was concussed as well. So, it was a nervous wait to see how those jocks were. But then the Jamie Carr situation when she was sedated for a couple of days and we thought, well, um, that's not good. But we found out last night that she's now communicating with her family. So we wish her a speedy recovery because it, it, it must have been a really nasty fall. And we had a chat to Henry DeWire um, about the horse that she was riding and he's okay. But he hit the ground quite hard as well. And it's taken him a few days to get back to normality. So it was a nasty fall, but um, it's good news now with Jamie and that horse as well on, on the road to recovery. And that's just a snapshot. The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.